Do you need this? Do you need the order? Yes, A. That's correct. A. What's up, A? Come on, you're rocking the boat. Bow, 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 bow. Okay, girls. <laughs> Good morning, Trinity Alliance Church family. Welcome for joining us here this morning online, our first ever online service here at Trinity Alliance Church. And we're glad you took this opportunity to join us. And frankly, we have no idea what's going to happen this morning. So we are just trusting to see what the Holy Spirit does through this. And we're glad you're here. And those of you visiting, tuning in with us for the first time, we're sorry you couldn't be here in person. We're sorry we couldn't meet you in person. But we're glad you're taking this opportunity to check us out and join us. And if you want to know more about Trinity Alliance Church, please shoot us an email at tacredding at trinityalliance.org. And we'll be happy to get you that information and welcome you. And hopefully within the next uh, few weeks or so, we'll be able to get together in person and meet you. So we're glad you're here this morning. I have uh, just a few things that I want to share with you in terms of announcements wise. Uh, you should have all received an email from Pastor Sean this week outlining what is happening and what is not happening here at Trinity Lions Church. Basically, all of our on-campus events and small groups and things have been suspended as we navigate this uh, coronavirus uh, chaos and, and, and uncertainty time. And so just be paying attention to your email, be, in, be paying attention to the Facebook page that the church has, and we're gonna keep information going there. You can call the church office. We're still answering phones, so you can uh, leave messages there, and we'll get back to you that way as well. Um, also, I wanna tell you some of the things that we are doing. Obviously, we're, we're holding services here online. We're gonna be doing this for the foreseeable future at 10 a.m. each Sunday morning. So be paying attention to your email and things again for that. And uh, how long this is gonna be going on? Uh, Sacred Space is happening on Saturday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. on our Facebook page. And uh, that's primarily, we're gonna be doing this. So be watching for updates and things about that as well. Uh, Debbie Vandermark has started a blog called Virtual Hugs on the TAC Women's Facebook page. And you can join that and basically still have some contact gals with the things that are going on. So if you have any questions, contact Debbie about that and she can help you get signed up with those things uh, as well. We're looking at also doing a plan with our connection groups. Uh, right now, as they're not meeting in their homes, we're looking to use a, a, an app called Zoom and have our connection groups uh, meet virtually and staying in their own homes, but connecting through the digital age uh, media here and being able to just interact and keep up with each other and what's going on and, and, and reflecting on the sermon that Pastor Sean's going to be sharing with us as well. So be watching for information about that and how that's coming along as well. There's other opportunities and things that are coming up, so we want you to be watching for that. Primary ways we're going to be communicating with you is through email and through our Facebook page. And so if you don't have those, uh, you can contact us at the church office. We'll try and keep you updated as best we can through other means as well. 
Finally, concerning uh, offering and giving and things, if you have those and you want to send those into the church, certainly can do that. Just mail it into the church. You can also go online, uh, go to the tacreading.info page and click the giving card. That will take you to our online portal, portal called Tidely. Also, in the letter that Pastor Sean sent out a couple days ago, it had a link there that you can click as well. And um, we'll be sending you out some more information and things um, in the coming weeks, as well as what's coming up for each Sunday. You should have received an email for this, this morning that had some links about the bulletin, so that it's in there, and as well as some pages for the kids and things like that. So that's pretty much what is happening here at Trinity Alliance Church, and uh, we hope that this has been helpful for you. We do have a reading this morning, and we're going to read that together, and it's found in Joshua chapter 1, and it's verses 5 through 9. So let's read this together. No man will be, be able, able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For Yahweh your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that is ours to meet and to worship you in spirit and truth, even though we are, as the church, dispersed right now. As we are in our various homes and locations, just praising you and, and, and hearing your word preached. Lord, that, that you are not confined to a building, but that your church goes beyond the walls of any building, that you have seen fit to give us this opportunity at this time to come together and to do something totally different. And so, Lord, we, we trust you now to lead us in this time. We trust for your blessing on it. We trust for you to carry us through this time, that no matter how large and and big these waves that seem to be hitting our boat according to this virus get, that we can continue to trust in you and you'll see us through safely to the other side. And so Lord, we trust that as we take this journey this morning, that all that we do will bring glory and honor and praise to the highest, and that your spirit will refresh us, encourage us, and, and just bring us to a place of peace as never before. Thank you, Lord, for this time. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.
the king of my heart be the mountain where I run the fountain I drink from oh he is my song let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide the ransom for my life You are
is holding on, right? Ah, crazy times we're in today, but it's good to know that we have a God who's with us through it all. So, hey, it's great to be here with you digitally for the first time ever, right? It's amazing, right? Just wanted to make sure you guys knew that if you want, you know, I know some people, they like to give a little amen or a hallelujah or whatever, like during the service, you know, when I really start preaching, watch out, right? So I just want you to know that, uh, you know, you can still, that, still do that online, right? You know, a little comment section, you can put a thumbs up or a because you love it or you know whatever it may be you want to do you can do it right there you just like yeah go amen and I will see those tomorrow because today is Saturday but tomorrow is Sunday and so it's gonna be great anyway I don't know I just broke some rule I think or something like that but a uh, quick announcement I wanted to uh, just let you guys know about yes you guys have known uh, the elders have been meeting for several months now and talking specifically about some of the staffing uh, needs that we have. And we've been excited to see that the Lord has brought new families to our church and our children's ministry, our youth ministry are kind of bursting at the seams. Those are all great things to have happen and also create some certain problems, you know, with trying to staff and all of that. And so we uh, kind of put our heads together and started praying and saying, okay, God, what, how do we solve this? What do you want us to do? And we feel like we have, uh, God has given us a direction, and so we are heading that way, and so we want to let you know what we're, kind of what that direction is uh, like and where we're headed. So first of all, we've got some changes with our staff job descriptions. So first of all, of course, it's Pastor Bob. Uh, Pastor Bob's been in our church for many years now, 20, 27, 28 years, 29 years, 30 years. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he was born here, but a long time. And, uh, and so we are glad to be able to continue to have him with us. And he's going to change his job description a bit, though. And he's going to become the associate pastor to adult ministries and our facilities. And so he's going to take over our, uh, our adult ministries piece, our connection groups, men's groups, women's groups, those kind of things. He'll be overseeing all of that. But also a big key to this is he's going to kind of create for the first time here at Trinity Alliance a ministry to our senior uh, citizens folks, uh, the older generation in our church. Uh, and he's going to work out ways, try to figure out ways that we can care for those who are in that retirement age and beyond, that uh, be able to just to reach out and to care for them, making sure that they get the things they need and those that are having struggling, you know, getting out into public and, you know, getting to do groceries or different things because they have to stay home or they're having some health issues. Uh, Bob's going to work out a way for us to make sure we're aware of those things and are able to care for them. Uh, as, uh, you know, people have to deal with other health crises in that age group, he'll uh, figure out a way and put together a team to be able to come alongside folks in those, uh, you know, difficult times and be able to help them. And so I'm really excited about that. Bo Pastor Bob's excited about that as well. Uh, the other aspect of Pastor Bob's new job description, of course, is facilities. And so he already does a lot around our church and with uh, our building projects we've been doing on uh, over the last few years, he's been a big part of that, and so uh, a lot of this he's already doing, and so we're exciting for him, excited for him to continue to do that and really be able to zero in his focus as uh, our, our needs and our facilities continues to grow as we add new buildings and those kind of things. There's just, uh, there's just a requirement that we have a maintenance and being able to stay on top of that, so Bob's going to really kind of zero in on that and focus on some of those. But he's also going to take over our custodial duties. And so he's going to take over kind of making sure the, uh, the buildings are clean and maintained and up and running for each week uh, for our services throughout the week whenever we get back to having services together, which I hope is soon. 
Uh, the other aspect, uh, the other staff uh, that's got a significant change in job description is, of course, Sean Brackett. Uh, Sean Brackett's been our custodial for the last uh, couple of years, and uh, he's been doing that. He's also kind of been doing a little bit, of course, as you guys know, technology stuff and video stuff and website stuff. And, and I love what he does with video and website stuff, and it's been fun to have him do that, and he's a big part of making this happen right now. The fact that you guys can see this, he's on the other side of the camera right now that I'm looking at shooting this and he'll be editing these videos and stuff. And so he's a huge gift and talent in that. And so we are looking forward to him being able to step into that with his new job description. So obviously Pastor Bob is taking over the custodial side. So uh, Sean's gonna be stepping out of that part of his uh, job description and stepping into a job that we're calling video, Director of Video and Media. And so he will uh, start to get paid, actually, for a lot of the stuff that he already does currently of, you know, maintaining our website and also uh, shooting some videos and also, you know, just making sure that the slides are ready to go on Sunday mornings and uh, get the sermons uploaded and all those kind of things. Uh, but the big thing that he's going to have more time to do and be able to get paid to do is the video creation for us and production. Uh, I love video. I think it's a great way for us to reach out to our community and to our church. And I love what Sean does with video, and so I'm looking forward to him having more time to, to do more kind of, you know, highlight videos of our church and to do more, uh, you know, maybe commercial-type videos and, and illustration videos for sermons and different things like that. Uh, and so I'm really excited for Sean to be able to step into that and, and to make those things happen and to be able to reap the benefits of his talents and his abilities on a more monthly basis and weekly basis even. Uh, and so anyway, so those are the two big changes. Uh, we also, uh, the, kind of the timeline for these changes is we're hoping that uh, uh, all of this will kind of come into, uh, uh, the, the big change will happen July 1st is what we're hoping for. Uh, along with that change, of course, is to hire a half-time youth pastor. So at the end of this month, within a week or so, we're going to post uh, the position of a half-time youth pastor. And we are hoping to be able to hire uh, that uh, new half-time youth pastor, again, starting hopefully in July or August time frame. That is the plan at this point. So we're excited about that. We're excited about what that's going to allow us to do with our youth ministry and certainly getting Becky some help down there in youth ministry and Ryan and Luke. Uh, but also even to help a little bit with our children's ministry and help with some of the leadership pieces there that Nancy's been doing and uh, be able to just kind of come alongside her in that as well. So we're excited about that. One of the other pieces that you need to be aware of, just looking down the road, the plan is it for this halftime youth pastor to become a full-time position in the year 2022. So we as a church, we as a leadership have, 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 thoughts, have spent a lot of time kind of figure out, okay, how do we be good stewards of what we currently have? You know, what, how God has provided us with the staff that we have, but also with just the finances that he has blessed us with in order to utilize that to the, you know, to the best that we can in serving our community, our church. Uh, but we also want to encourage our whole church to take a perspective as well that, you know, that, that you need to be good stewards of what God has given you as well. And as we look to the future, we want to have a youth pastor who is going to be long-term. We don't want a youth pastor that's one, you know, here for a year and then we get a new one, and here for two years and then we get a new one. We recognize the best way to minister to our youth and our children is to have someone that's there long-term. And so we are, are, are looking at 2022 as being the, the year when we will have a full-time youth pastor. Now, it may be slash missions pastor or slash children's pastor or something like that, uh, but we want to make sure that happens. But in order for that to happen, we need God to continue to bless our church and for the giving to continue to increase over the next couple of years. 
Last year was a great year for us. We're hopeful that God is going to continue that trend into the future. But uh, we just you need to be aware of that as a, as a church, that that is a prayer thing for us. We're, as elders, we're praying that God will continue to provide that way. But we ask that you would join us in that. You'd be praying that God would continue to you know, increase that, uh, the giving to our church, that we were, a, we were able to hire that full-time youth pastor come 2022. Okay, so that's kind of the big news. Uh, the couple of little small things that we'll tell you about a little bit later that are coming, no big changes. Those are the kind of the big changes that are happening, and we want to let you know about that. So uh, be praying with us as we transition through this. Obviously, with the, the virus outbreak and the isolations that we've been experiencing, you know, some of this might get disrupted as far as the timing goes. But at this point in time, we're still trusting that the Lord has given us this timeline in advance, and so we're going to pursue it as is. And if we need to make changes down the road, we will. But right now, this is where we're headed. We're excited about it. I hope you're excited about it as well. Uh, it's going to be, you know, we're excited about what God's doing in our church. It, we've been having a great time together. We've enjoyed the new families that he's brought, and we're excited about the new families that he's going to bring. Uh, just a reminder of the 12 uh, new converts that we're looking forward to enjoying in our church this year. Uh, like I said, maybe it's going to be way more than that, but I just, uh, I just believe that God is still doing great things, and he's got some blessings for us as a community, as a church, and certainly in our world as he reaps this amazing harvest in this year. So I hope you can be excited with me in that. Let's spend some time, a little bit of time in prayers before we continue with our service. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for your blessing. We thank you that you are in our church, you're in our lives, you're continuing to work in and through us. We thank you uh, that we, you've brought new families and that we've had to have these hard decisions and hard changes and, 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 and adjustments of job descriptions. Uh, we thank you for all that because it, you've led us here. This is something that you've brought, and you've brought these transitions and these changes. And so, Lord, as we continue to trust you and we, as we continue to seek to follow your steps that you lay out for us, we ask that you would continue to give us wisdom and discernment, but, Lord, also that you continue to bless us. Bless us with your presence. Bless us with your words uh, to us. Uh, you continue to speak to us. Uh, and, Lord, that you would continue to bring new families. You continue to provide for this church. Uh, for your glory, not for ours, but that you would be glorified in it. Lord, thank you for this service. Thank you for this opportunity for all of us, even though we're in different living rooms around the community, that we can join together. And I ask that you would bind our hearts together, even though there's distance between us, that somehow through this, this digital uh, forum, that you would uh, allow us to experience your spirit in a community like this, that you would be glorified in that well, as well. Lord, that this service would bring you praise and thanksgiving and glory, and that we would be blessed as we worship you together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, kids, you are... Oh, wait, kids, there's no kids here. So you can stay, I guess. But the rest of you, stand up off the couch for a second and give somebody you love a hug. Oh, I love you! We're going to continue on worship this morning. And as we do, I want to read from you um, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Um, it's one of the key verses that um, was talked about in our What's Brewing article this, this past week, um, talking about holding on um, and that we do not need to fear. It says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. 
His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, and the God of peace will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Let's worship him this morning. Thank you. 
Here in 
Father in heaven, you are holy and worthy to be praised. We praise you this morning. We lift you up. We glorify you. We worship you, the one and only true God. Lord, we pray that you'd forgive us our sins this morning. Forgive us individually, as a church, and as a nation. Lord, we pray that we would turn our face towards you, that we would seek you and find you and know you. Lord, we lift up pastor to you. We pray that you'd bring to mind all the things that you would have him to share with us and that we would understand, open our hearts and our minds to understand you, to know you, and to worship you to the praise of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, it's amazing how God works. It's, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm sure there's many pastors uh, around our country and around the world that uh, had to write a, a different message this morning than maybe what they were originally planning, but I've been so impressed with the Lord and his grace to me that I have not had to rewrite or do a different, uh, go a different direction with my messages, because I think... He, uh, for whatever reason, decided to plan in advance <laughs> in my world. And so I can just continue with the series that we've been in uh, on Jesus' words on the cross. So this morning we will be looking in Mark chapter 15, verses 33 to 39, if you'd like to turn there and be prepared uh, in a little bit. Uh, you have been hearing a lot about my family the uh, last couple of weeks especially, about actually almost every week, it seems like I have some illustration about my family. But uh, you've been learning some of the, you know, the, you know, the personal stuff recently, and, and this morning you're going to uh, learn another bit of uh, personal uh, story about me and my family. So, uh, you know, moms are great, and uh, I want to apologize to my mom. I love you, mom, and I, I know you don't like to have, you know, the attention, but this is just such a good story, I have to tell it, and, and you know the story, so hang in there, Mom, with me. I know you will laugh as well. But my, moms are great, right? I, I love my mom. She is amazing, and I have so enjoyed having such a great mom in my life. Now, I've told you before, she's the reason that you know I am what I am today as far as being a Christian. She was the one who drug me to church when I was uh, before I even remember anything and made sure that I was there, and so I appreciate so much that uh, what she has meant to me. But, uh, and she has been, I won't say but, she has been, this is not a but, this is a real thing. She's been an amazing support for me. She, she loves me like crazy, and she, I mean, I remember in high school, I think I've told this story before, but, you know, I was, you know, playing football, right? And, and I mean, our stands, we're in a football town, right? So, this, you know, we had like 2,000 people in the stands, and I'm on the football field, and I, when I would be running the football, right, I could hear my mom, right? And she's like, go, Sean! right? I mean, I could hear it. It was amazing, right? 2,000 people, there's my mom's voice. Uh, maybe it's because I remember when she was, when I was a kid, and I'd be down like three or four blocks away, I'd hear, Sean, come home! So uh, she just had good lungs, I guess. But my mom has always been, and still to this day, is an amazing support of me. And, uh, and so I, I really was shocked in, on, the, in that, on that day when she stabbed me in the back. I mean, 
I, you know, I thought I had my mom's support. I thought she loved me beyond anything else. I thought that, you know, if there's, any, you know, the whole world may turn away from me, but my mom never will. She will always be there for me, but this one time. You see, I was in college, and uh, I had uh, got engaged to this beautiful woman named Debbie, super excited about uh, being able to get married, and, and, and so I had a little conversation a few months after we got engaged, just asking her, you know, you know, maybe we need to talk about the date of our wedding, and maybe we need to push it back, and totally, I mean, emotional reaction, she freaks out, you know, and has this over-the-top reaction to that, and, you know, I mean, throws the ring at me, and, you know, these kind of things, I mean, just chaos, I mean, I was like, oh, come on, woman, chill out, right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> and if you're laughing, that's good. You're supposed to be laughing. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, so I am devastated by this though, because I love this woman, and 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 she, you know, I was excited about you know spending my life with her, and and so I'm like, oh, what do I do? And so you know, I mean, this is one of the times in my life where I'm crying and and weeping about this, and don't know what to do. And so what do I do? I, I call home, right? I'm at college, you know, I'm in my dorm room all by myself, and I just need some support, and so I call home. Now, normally when I call home, mom always answers. Now, it's not, this is the day, days before, you know, call, you know, whatever that, you know, you could see the, who the number was who before. That. So you had no idea. You just had to go pick up the phone, and you didn't know if it was going to be a tele, you know, marketer, you know, that crazy aunt, or, you know, a friend that you really wanted to talk to, right? So it was before that kind of, you know, technology, and so I make this phone call. But normally, see, my house... My mom always answered the phone. My, my dad didn't answer the phone. No, no, he, he didn't hardly ever answer the phone. So I call home, and my dad answers the phone. I'm like, ah, that's weird. And I say, hey, Dad, you know, and I start to tell him. He goes, yeah, 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 we know what happened. I'm like, oh, oh, what happened? And it, Oh, well, uh, Debbie's mom called us. No, okay. And so, uh, anyway, so, but I'm talking to my dad, right? And he's like, you know, kind of, you know, being okay. But he's like, oh, okay, son, and I'm telling him what's going on. And then I finally say, hey, well, you know, and then he says, uh, can I talk? Oh, your mom wants to talk to you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my mom wants to talk to me. Great, finally, right? And so my mom gets on the phone and I'm all excited. Mom, I just don't know what to do. And she like is fired up, right? And she starts laying into me. Son, what are you doing with this girl? You can't be dragging along like this. You need to get back with her. I don't know what you got to do, but you need to fix this. And you need to fix it now. She's just like going off at me. I'm like, what the? Wait a second. This is not how this is supposed to go. And I'm like, mom, mom. I'm like, and so my mom totally like turns her back on me, stabs me in the back. Just when I need her the most, she just totally just deserts me. I'm like, what is this? Oh, my gosh. So anyway, I had to call Debbie and say sorry and move on and try to get past it. So we did get married. So, yeah, it worked. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. Maybe you've had that happen in your life before. Maybe, you know, a friend or a mom, right, where you just thought you could count on them and they had your back. And, and then at the last minute, like, oh, no, they're not there for you. Well, crazy as it seems, Jesus kind of experiences actually on the cross. I know, hard to believe. But I, I want to read uh, really quick the first part of our passage, Mark chapter 15, verses 33 and following. And it reads as follows, And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he's calling Elijah. 
And some ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These words from Jesus on the cross are, are interesting. It's First of all, we need to recognize that it's a quote from Psalm 22. That, uh, that, that, uh, that David wrote this psalm, and it was obviously in a time of trial for him, a time when he was you know, in, the, in the midst of a crisis and, and perhaps running for his life and trying to survive uh, Saul's attacks on him. And he cries out to God, feeling like God has forsaken him. And Jesus here uses this as a quote for him as he experiences what I think is the consequence of our sin. See, we often recognize that you know, the punishment for our sin is death. And, and Jesus took that, right? He died on the cross for us. But sometimes we can overlook the consequence of our sin. Because the consequence, although it's similar to, to the, the punishment for our sin, it's a little bit different. The consequence of our sin is separation from God. And Jesus on the cross experienced a little bit of this separation from God. You see, when he went to the cross, he willingly, he chose willingly to accept the sins of the world. And the moment he did that, God separated from him as the consequence for our sin. Now, now we have to be careful with this teaching because, you know, this is just kind of this mysterious piece of who Jesus is. The fact that, you know, he's got this, you know, he's God and he's also man, right? He's also human. And, and there's this, you know, kind of weird dynamic. So obviously in his divinity, God didn't separate from him. Otherwise, you'd have to step outside of himself, right? And so there's not a separation in his divinity, but somehow there's something going on in his humanity where Jesus on the cross feels forsaken by God. He feels this separation between him and his father. It's amazing to think what Jesus went through for us. That he, that he was willing to take that sin, not just to death, but also the consequence of that separation. To experience that. I mean, Jesus' whole life had been in, in unity with the Father. And then at this moment, he experiences this isolation. Let's read on in Mark. Because the next verse says this in verse 38. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the Son of God. You see, the amazing reality is the ra that because Jesus took the consequence of our sin, it tore the curtain between the Holy of Holies and the rest of the temple, opening up the presence of God for us all. You see, in, in the Old Testament, in the temple, the, the Holy of Holies was kind of believed to be where the presence of God dwelt. And the only ones who could go and actually be in the Holy of Holies was the high priest. 
right? He was the only one that had that total access into the presence of God. Now, the reality is, of course, God's presence is everywhere in the world. That's not, the, that's not, that's not been changed in any sense. But, the, but also, there was this block, though, from God's presence being in our lives individually. You see, and so when Jesus was on the cross and he allowed the sins of the world to be placed on him, he felt the consequences of our sin. He was separated from God, and when he was separated from God and when he died, it fulfilled the law, which then broke the curtain, which opened up the way for God's presence to be with each of us individually. This is an amazing truth that we cannot lose sight of. The fact that we today have access not just to God in His throne room, but that God's throne room is in our hearts. God is with us. John chapter uh, 17, verse 21. Read that really quick because it's such a good passage. This is Jesus praying to His Father. Verse 21 of John chapter 17, and it reads as follows. That they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. This is, this is salvation. It's not just that we have access to the Father, but that the Father resides inside of us. That the Holy Spirit comes into us, and this is the next important piece. This is the indwelling of the Spirit into our hearts. That when we bow our knee to Jesus, when we accept the sacrifice that He gave, then we become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 The Holy Spirit enters us. The Holy Spirit makes us into something new. And now we get to live the rest of our life with the Father. Not even just with the Father walking beside us, but again, with the Father in this oneness with God. The Spirit dwells in us, 1 Corinthians 3, 17, 16 says. But more than that, we see that the Spirit and God will never leave nor forsake us, Hebrews 13, 5. Now understand this important point as well. See, on the cross, Jesus accepted the sin of the world, and because of that, Jesus felt this separation between Him and God. Now we can look and say, well, hey, we're still sinful people. We give our life to Christ and we bow our knee to Jesus as Lord, but we still sin. And so every time we sin, we're going to be separated from God, aren't we? So he may forsake us. He may let us go. We may experience what Jesus experienced, but no. Because of what Jesus did, because he also paid the penalty for our sin, we will never be forsaken by God the moment we bow our knee to Jesus and say, Jesus is Lord, the moment... We accept the sacrifice that Jesus gave for us on the cross. God comes and His Spirit indwells us for all eternity. So we don't have to worry, even when we sin, even when we make mistakes, that somehow we're going to lose Him. Like somehow He's going to forsake us. He will never forsake us. This is an amazing and awesome he is with us, as we read in Joshua 1.9. He is with us wherever we go. It doesn't matter where we go. He's always going to be with us. Now, part of this spirit indwelling is also an empowerment. 
We, we, we need to recognize that there is this empowerment that we also receive. John 16, 13, and Romans 8, 10, and 2 Timothy 1, 7 all give us clues of the empowerment that we also receive. So it's not just the fact that we have God with us, but we also get these empowerments because He is living within us. First of all, we have life in us, Romans 8, 10 to 11 says. We have the life of Jesus in us because He rose from the dead. And so we can live our lives without fear of death because we know that death isn't the end. That we are going to live beyond this for all eternity because we have the eternal one who lives within us. Also, we have truth which is in us. We are empowered with truth. John 16, 13 says that, you know, when we have the Spirit, He's going to lead us into all truth. This is important for us to recognize that we know that we can go to God's Word. We can read it and understand it. That the Holy Spirit is going to be working to reveal what is true in His Word to us. So, and to be able to communicate that with others. You know, oftentimes we can get afraid as Christians, right? When we get in a situation where someone starts asking about who Jesus is, and we get afraid that, oh, what if I don't have the right answers? Well, you don't have to worry about that because we have the Holy Spirit within us. God has the answers, and they're in us. All we need to do is have the courage to step out and open our mouth, trust the Holy Spirit, and He'll reveal the truth that needs to be spoken. But also... Because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we have, in 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us, we have power and love. It's not a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of power and of love. We have power that we don't realize. I mean, in, in times like this, when the world is in chaos, we are have, some of us are having to learn and to deal with new things that we've never had to do. Uh, me trying to figure out how to do videos, right? I mean, how all that works. I mean, I'm kind of a technical guy, but I'm not that much, right? And it's a stretch for me, but you know what? God empowers us. There is power within me to be able to teach me those things. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever new thing that you're having to experience, whether it is trying to manage kids or trying to learn how to do online work or teaching or whatever it may be, there is power within you. Trust Him. He will give you what you need. He will empower you in the moment. But more than that, again, what are we doing in this world? God has given us, we have love within us. There is fear around us. There is a chaos. There's stress. There's anxiety. There's so much that is going on in our world that is just, there's panic and, and, and just craziness. But God has given us love to be able to share with others. We have love that we can pass on. It's not our love. We don't have to somehow work it up in order to figure out how to love others. You know, how do we love our enemies? Well, we love our enemies because we have the love in us. That we have the one who is love in us. And he empowers us to love. This spirit indwelling us has a huge impact. It's an amazing truth, an amazing blessing, an amazing grace. That Jesus has paid the price. That He was forsaken for us. He was separated for a moment from God so that we could be connected and united with God for all eternity. Unbelievable. Amazing. And in this world, the Spirit gives us responses. Galatians 5, 16-25. Ephesians 5, 18. We're instructed to seek to live by the Spirit. To walk in step with the Spirit. And we need to do that by spending time in God's Word, by spending time in prayer as much as we can. And I know from some of us, our lives are chaotic right now because we've got so many more things we've got to do.
But we need to find those gaps of time in our life, times where we can figure out, maybe on our way to work, you know, in the car, turn off the radio and just pray. Maybe it's, you know, just those moments before we, we pass out on our pillows in the evenings because we're so tired, you know, just to take a few minutes to pray. Maybe it's while you're eating a meal, just take some time to pray. But we need to trust in the Lord and seek the Lord and ask that He would continue to empower us. The reality is when we are spirit-filled, we have responses that this world doesn't have. You see, when the world is in despair, we can have hope because we have the Spirit in us. We know that we have eternity to look forward to. When the world is fearful, we can be confident, confident in the security that we have, that God's not going to leave us. He's in, he's in us. We're a new creation. When the world is hoarding, we can be generous. We can give to others beyond measure. We can give even our last roll of toilet paper. When the world is panicking, we can have peace. It's amazing to experience this peace. I feel like I've experienced it some recently, but in the past especially. Those times when everything is so, so chaotic and so out of control, but yet there's this internal peace. When the world is angry, we can be patient. Don't have to respond. Don't have to lash out. We can just relax and be patient with it, knowing that God is working. God is putting something together. And when the world is lashing out, that's when we get to be loving. To, to respond to a harsh word with a kind word. To respond to those around us who are panicking and are selfishly focused. To give them love, to care for them, to encourage them. This is the power that we have within us. This is when we are walking by the Spirit, how we are filled up with the Spirit and are able to respond in a different way than this world does. Understand that there's people in this world who need this truth, perhaps now more than ever. You know, we as Christians, we get to, these are ours already. Now, maybe we haven't been living in them because we haven't fully understood it or focused on it, and we need to do that if that's us. But understand, we already have all these things. We have this peace. We have this comfort. We have this security. We have this joy. We have this love that's already in us. But there are so many in the world that right now are fearful, are despairing, and they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. They're, they're freaking out. They're angry maybe, and they're lashing out at others. Folks, they need to know Jesus. They need to accept what Jesus has done for them. They need to understand how much he loves them. And we can help them. Not necessarily by cramming Jesus down their throat, but simply by just loving them. By responding with a kind word. By praying for them. By giving them words of encouragement. Come alongside and help somebody who's in need. This is our role. This is what we have. Every gift that God gives us is meant to be passed on. May we be a church that is giving abundantly. May we be people who are taking what we've received from God and passing them on. Truth is, you know, if we don't pass them on, then it gets, just becomes stagnant inside of us. And our hearts become cold. But the moment we open up the floodgates and begin to give what God has given us, 
then God will continue to fill us, continue to refresh his spirit in us, and we'll be able to continue to have an impact in this world. Worship team, why don't you come on up. And just uh, a final word of encouragement. I, I know these are strange times, and I know that it's hard. Uh, I've I felt numb all week. I felt like the week has gone by fast, and then all of a sudden it just stops. And, and it's just been weird trying to get into this new rhythm. And so let me encourage you, you're not alone in that. We're all experiencing that right now. But again, we need to get our eyes on Jesus. See, for Jesus... He knew all this was coming. He's not surprised by any of it. He, he, he is going to be using this to bring a great harvest into his kingdom. And we as a church get the privilege to be a part of it. So even in the midst of the numbness and the, and the, and the chaos and the disruption of our regular routines, I want to encourage you to continue to focus on Jesus. Maybe, maybe you need to turn off the TV a little bit more and spend more time. You know, Some of us is, have, have been waiting for a time when we could slow down a little bit so we could spend more time with Jesus. Well, here's your time. Let's do it. Others of us are, again, more busy even now, and so we just trust that God will continue to give you opportunities to see him and to, to focus on him in the midst of that chaos. Either way, God is on the throne. Let's trust him. Let's pass his love onto everyone we come in contact with. May he be glorified. May we be blessed. And may we all get to enjoy a great harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. Let's go ahead and sing a song and I'll come back with a closing verse.
Father, we do thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you that you are with us. And in times like this, uh, when we don't feel strong, when we feel weak and out of sorts and disrupted, the truth is that's when you are strong. You are constantly looking for those opportunities when we are weak to empower us to do something that's beyond what we ever thought we could do. That's how you work, because then you get the glory. So Lord, as we uh, seek to try to respond to this, uh, help us to recognize that it's not our strength that's going to get us through, that it's your strength. That Lord, that we would lean into you and say, Lord, we need you. We know you're in us. We know we have your spirit. So Lord, empower us now. We want to be loving to others. We want to be generous but so often we're struggling with that right now because of our own fears, our own, our own uh, anger and frustration over things. Lord, we need you. We need your strength. We need you to be strong in our hearts and in our lives so that we can reach out with your love to those who need it most, those who don't have you inside them, those who don't have your spirit, those who don't have eternity to look forward to. Lord, we need you to give us the strength to make it through. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 and following. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory 
of God. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless. Thanks for joining us. We hope you have a blessed day and a blessed week.